Hello, this is Paul. And this is Dave. We are the Derringer Brothers. And you are listening to Derringer Discovery. Discovery. Each podcast, we take you on a journey. A musical journey. In today's podcast, we are going to have a fight. A fight of the century. It's Cougar in one corner (laughs) versus Mellencamp. Cougar versus Mellencamp. Who is better? People, I'm going to be arguing for Mellencamp. I'm going for Cougar. The other thing we're going to do today at the end of the podcast, we'll weigh in on which song we think is the best. And let's go ahead and tell them which album we think is the best. And we also, as one of our themes now, we're going to tell the listeners whether we believe that John Cougar Mellencamp has ever jumped the shark. Listeners, we've decided today that Dave will go first because he's going to take the Cougar corner and he's going to fight for Cougar, and then I'll come in and fight for Mellencamp. We do have a trivia question. If we all want a better world, it all starts with here. It all starts with you. It all starts at home. Farmaid's been going around since 1985. They're still happening. They're still a very important nonprofit organization. There's four people. There's exactly four people on the board of directors for Farmaid. And we're going to tell you the first three, but we're not going to tell you who the fourth one is until the end. One member of the board is obviously John Cougar Mellencamp. Why else would we be talking about this? Dave, do you want to tell him one of the other members of the board? Willie Nelson. That's right, Willie Nelson. The third member of the board is... Neil Young. Yeah. And then the fourth member... Can't say until the end. Can't say. Cannot say until the end. But keep in mind, if that fourth member is you, you're not eligible to enter the contest. All rules apply. Who is the fourth member? member of the Farm Aid Board of Directors. Is it A, Bruce Springsteen, B, Lady Gaga, C, Dave Matthews, or D, Ben Folds? Dave? I think I know the answer, but I can't say it until the end of the broadcast. You cannot say it to the end of the podcast because people won't listen if we give them the answer. We got to keep them listening. Let's jump in, Dave. Why don't you start and tell me why you think Cougar is better than Mellencamp? Because Cougar rocks. Cougar rolls. He'll take the Bible belt to your soul. <laughs> I think you're you're doing some lyrics there. <laughs> well, you know, the recitations are the best part of the of the uh, podcast. I, I think you give people a run for the money on the recitations. I hope you have some good ones today. And I'm not even a cook, you know, so <laughs> I got a lot of recitations. <laughs> If you only have 15 minutes today, plan on being with us for the next 15 minutes because it's going to be all Dave Derringer. And then if you have to cut out on the last part of the podcast when Paul takes over, feel free to cut out after um, I wrap it up on my segment. Or people, you could take care of things you need to take care of during the first 15 minutes and then tune in for the last 15 minutes when it really gets good. And I just got word from Delaney in Richmond. She is willing to take your place as a member of the Derringer Discoveries team. And so I think between her, Rylan, and Alton, we got a quartet going on. I'm starting to take this as a compliment, Dave, because if it takes three people to replace me, that says a lot, doesn't it? It's it's (laughs) that you're a very big person. (laughs) All right, Dave, so why is Cougar better? I just like the way he rocks and rolls, and I like everything about the first 10 albums. Tony DeFries with Main Man Records, he was the manager for David Bowie, but then they had a falling out. So then he was looking for other groups and other singers to manage. He came across John J. Mellencamp. What's J stand for? Nothing. It's just J. From Seymour, Indiana. 
Tony DeFries, he thought that Mellencamp was a too bumpy of a name. It's a German name. Mm-hmm. He wanted to come up with something a little catchier. So he came up with John Cougar. But even worse, he, he wanted to use the name Johnny Cougar. The first album came out in 1976. It was called Chestnut Street Incident. Yeah, he does a lot of covers on that that album. I found that kind of odd. In my mind, he's an excellent songwriter. And yet he puts out an album with lots of covers. Well, I think that was Tony DeFries wanting him to cover some songs that they might be able to release. One of the bonus tracks, a song that was recorded but was not released was The Man Who Sold the World which of course is the David Bowie song Your face to face with the man who sold the world You and I are each picking five songs are you going to pick one of your five from this album? No I don't think so A second album was recorded in 1977 called The Kid Inside, but Tony DeFries at Main Man decided not to release that after the disappointing sales tally of Chestnut Street Incident. It was later reissued in 1983 after American Fool put John Cougar on top of the world. Yeah, they started putting product out because they had plenty of it to put out. But that was a complete album, so I'm going to count that as a second album, even though it didn't come out until later. So then the third album, he went to England for a, a solid year, and he was signed to Revo Records. And he actually had an album called, for some reason, A Biography. Is it any good? I personally, I like it. I'm going to pick a song off of here. All right. You're going to commit. So I'm going to commit to I Need a Lover. Dave's First Bullet. That's I Need a Lover by Johnny Cougar. Dave has committed. He has spent one of his five bullets. Now, here's a trivia question for you, Paul. Who had the bigger hit off of I Need a Lover, the writer of the song John Mellencamp or Pat Benatar covering the song? I think Pat Benatar had a hit. That's how I knew it. So wrong. Wrong? Pat Benatar's was just a, an album track that got a lot of airplay. Uh. You probably heard it heard it on the radio, but it was never released as a single. John Cougar actually went to number five in Australia with I Need a Lover. The fourth album was simply called John Cougar. He's just calling it John Cougar. Yes. Any hits on this album? I Need a Lover was released in the United States. They took two songs uh, they off took of it. a biography. Taxi Dancer was the other one. I love you close. Reva Records thought these were two of the stronger songs from the first album. They put it on the second album, which was his fourth album overall, and it hit number 28, and that was his first top 40 hit in the United States. First time I'd ever heard him on the radio. That takes us to the next album, Nothing Matters and What If It Did. That's kind of a negative album title. It is. This had two hits off of it. This time... And ain't even done with the night. Well, it's time to go home. And I ain't even done with the night. 
and even John will say those are kind of like two fair to middling pop songs. He did write them. That was his fifth album overall, Nothing Matters and What If It Did. That was from 1980. Then he took a little extra time for his next album, and he really hit the big time with an album entitled American Fool. Now, you might think I'm going to play Jack and Diane right now. I think you are going to play Jack and Diane. John Cougar has been nominated 13 times for a Grammy Award. Can you name the song that finally gave him his first and only Grammy Award? Hurts So Good. But I think Jack and Diane is a better song, so let's go ahead and play Jack and Diane. Dave's second bullet. Little Diddy. About Jack and Diane Two American kids growing up in the heartland Jack is gonna be a football star Diane's debutante backseat of Jackie's car And that was Jack and Diane. It's a big hit. In fact, I think everyone's going to know this song if you know anything about John Cougar or Mellencamp. Did it hit number one, Dave? It hit number one. American Fool hit number one. It was like, you know, number one single on a number one album. And he was big at that point. I hope you'll recite something for us from this song, maybe. I would love to recite something because for years, cruising around. Were you cruising around in your Grand Torino, too? We had a Sunbird, I think it was. Sunbird, okay. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. Two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jackie's going to be a football star. Diane, debutante. Backseat of Jackie's car. Sucking on a chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. Now, have you ever had a chili dog from Tasty Freeze? I think I have. Yeah. Our sister worked at Tasty Freeze, you know. Sucking on a chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. If you don't like the line, sucking on a chili dog, you'll hate the original lyric to that, sucking on a cigarette Okay. outside the Tasty Freeze. Yeah, I'm glad they changed it. (laughs) And the original name of the girl was Jenny. Diane's sitting on Jackie's lap. He's got his hand between her knees. Now, let's keep this PG, Dave. I don't want you getting all crazy on me. This is the number one song. Jackie said, says, hey, Diane, let's run off behind those shady trees. Uh, this is getting risky, man. We're going to lose the under 10 audience. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks. Those are shoes, aren't they? That is a clothing line. They make shoes as well. Okay. Let me do what I please. And Jackie say, oh, yeah, like. Life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. Oh yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. That's my second example to say Cougar is better than Mellencamp. Now, I know what you don't like is the fact you can go through that whole song and most of John Cougar's songs and there's no guitar leads. That kind of bugs you. It does bug me. But that's his style. He just doesn't have many guitar leads until later on he starts using guitar more. Well, I think after Larry Crane left. Yeah. Hey, Mercury Records, I've got the number one record in the world. I got the number one single in the world. I want to use my name. It's crazy, man. It's crazy talk. You can't change your name. People get confused. Okay, let's make a compromise what if we go john cougar mellencamp i don't know man you give him an inch you know what's going to happen if you let him change his name to john cougar mellencamp before you know it he'll want to just be john mellencamp well he got his way for the next album Uh uh-huh john cougar mellencamp three singles off the album dave's third bullet three for one crumbling down Pink Houses and...
And of course, the Authority song. Love all three of those singles. The rest of the album, not quite so good. Yeah, and he's actually kind of down on his own albums at this time. He talks about his albums just having some good singles and then filler. If you read interviews with him, kind of weird that the musician would diss his own stuff. But that's how John is. The next album is a wonderful album. I got it right here in my hands. And it's called Scarecrow. Yeah, and and that's a good album. I think a lot of critics list that as his all-time best album. It actually did not go all the way to number one. It got to number two on the charts, but it had five singles off the album. I know you want to know what they are. The five singles were Lonely Old Night was the first one. It's a lonely old night. Can I put my arms around you? Small Town. R-O-C-K in the USA. A salute to 60s rock. Rain on the Scarecrow. And Rumble Seat. And out of those five, my favorite has got to be Small Town. Dave's fourth bullet. That's a snippet of Small Town, and we each get five bullets. Five bullets. That was your fourth bullet. I only got one more bullet left. Yeah, but you've chosen some good stuff, and I'm with you, Dave. These are good songs. He has so many quality songs that are just part of the American fabric. I mean, it's hard not to to say that these are excellent songs that you've chosen. The next album is another wonderful album. Got it right here in my hand. It's called The Lonesome Jubilee. Yeah. It was his first album to hit the country charts. He adds fiddles, dulcimer, and all sorts of different cool sounds. A lot of people really think this is a great album as well. I think it is too. It had three hit singles, Paper and Fire. So she chased after her dream with much desire. Cherry Bomb. But I'm going to choose the third single. Check it out. Dave's Last Bullet. Dave, I'm with you. I kind of fell in love with John Cougar Mellencamp on this album because I felt like he was really trying to be authentic. 
You still have some Cougar Mellencamp left in you, don't you? I have the 10th album, Big Daddy. Yeah, and you told me you didn't like this album. I think I thought it was not one of his better ones, but, you know, listening to it again, I think it's a pretty good album. It had two singles off of it, Pop Singer and Jackie Brown. Not one of my favorites, and since I've already played five songs, I'll just have to hand it over now to Paul. If anybody needs to go get a snack (laughs) or go to the restroom, now would be a good time to do that. You got 15 minutes, you can come back and hear me at the end of the broadcast. As I said at the beginning, I believe Mellencamp is superior to Cougar. Cougar was a kid. Dave, you had what, 10 albums? Yes. I get 13 albums to choose from. That's right. You're not counting this most recent release, which was... 2018? Right. Yeah, I guess I should. So 14 albums? That would be 24. Okay, I'll go with that. So 14 for you and 10 for me. And my period, people, starts 1991. And that's when he finally has the clout to say, I am not Cougar. And I'm going to drop Cougar from my name. From now on, my albums are going to be John Mellencamp. And by the way, people, when you go to Spotify, that's how he's listed as John Mellencamp. The only way you see Cougar now is when you pull up the song and you see the icon. They will often have his old photo from the album cover on that icon and it will have Cougar. But he is now Mellencamp, Mellencamp, Mellencamp. I will focus on five songs from 1991 until the present that I think demonstrates that Mellencamp is superior to Cougar. I want you to listen with me and judge for yourself. By 1991, Mellencamp is clearly able to dictate his own parameters. He is tired of record labels, Mercury, right? He's with Mercury. Still with Mercury. He's still with Mercury. He's tired of Mercury, and he's even tired of his fans telling him how he should sound. They want him to stick to a certain sound, and he does not want to. He wants to branch out and try other things. Paul's first bullet. The first song I'm going to pick is from 1994. He is still with Mercury, and it's from the album Dance Naked. And the way this album came to be was the two albums before released under Mellencamp. The label said, Mellencamp, you're straying from your format. You're not fitting the sound that the people want to hear. And his response was, oh yeah, you don't like my sound? You have to think about Mellencamp the way he approaches this. Instead of putting out an album that's totally opposite of what they want, instead of doing a Lou Reed, he does an album exactly like they want. And that's how you protest. He's like, I'm going to put out exactly what you want and I'm going to show you just how crazy this is. And you know what? He actually put out a good album. Dance Naked. I don't like the name of the album. I don't like the picture. It's certainly disturbing. But the music is consistently good on it, and it's a good album. And the example I want to show you, he had a number three hit on it. It wasn't one of his. It was Wild Night, and that's not the one I'm going to go to because he is a song. You mean the song by Van Morrison? Yeah, that is correct. He covered that with Michelle Johnson. And you're going to say, that's not her last name, but you look her up, her real name is Michelle Johnson. Her and you can't name, pronounce her last name. Michelle Indigaselli. But her real name is Michelle Johnson. As you brush your shoes, you stand before your mirror. And you comb your hair, grab your coat and hat. And you walk the streets, trying to remember. All those lies. Walking down 
But that's not the one I'm going to play. The one I'm going to play is one that helps to exemplify exactly what this Derringer Discoveries podcast is all about. It's about getting along with your brother, or in this case, Mellencamp does not get along with his older brother, Joe, who's about three years older than him. It's not like Dave and I. Let's play a little bit to show you just how badly Mellencamp gets along with his brother, Joe. Let's get to the point now Just because we got the same mom and dad I don't mean I'm a keeper, no That don't mean I owe anything to you You don't care for me Brothers from the album Dance Naked 1994. I think it's a good example. By the way, that whole album has fantastic songs and it shows what Mellencamp can do, but he doesn't necessarily want to have this sound. This is more of the sound that the label is expecting. It's a more commercial sound. It's a commercial sound and he does not like that. And and hence he got his third biggest hit ever, a number three hit. (laughs) Yeah. Can you believe that? That's fantastic. Yeah. But he does switch labels now because he's tired of Mercury pushing him around. So he goes to Columbia and on Columbia, he puts out an album that gets raked over the coals by the press, but the truth is, in retrospect, it's a solid album. It's called Cutting Heads 2001. Critics didn't like the album. They felt that he was trying too hard. You ready for this? They felt he was trying too hard to break the cookie cutter mold that everyone was trying to put him in. And he he was. The opening song doesn't work. But there are some songs that do work. Now that he has found that duets are a good idea, as you pointed out, Dave, he had a number three hit on Wild Night with Michelle Johnson. I still can't say her last name. He had a number three hit, so now he's doing more duets. He's incorporating other people, and I'm, I'm okay with that. He's a great songwriter. He's a great musician. He's a great singer. He's not afraid to share the limelight. Paul's second bullet. The choice I'm going to make for my second bullet is Peaceful World from Cutting Heads. And this features India Airy. And it did, Dave. It was a hit, right? It hit number 11 on the U.S. adult contemporary charts. That's Peaceful World. That's my second showing to demonstrate that I am right, that Mellencamp is better than Cougar. Paul's third bullet. The next album and song that I think demonstrates that Mellencamp is better than Cougar is from 2007. It's called Freedom's Road. Now he's on another label. He's on Republic Records. And this record is wonderful. However, he does kind of do a bit of a sellout. He gave one of the songs to Chevrolet. He allowed them to use it as part of the commercial, which seems a little at odds with the John Cougar that we think of, John Cougar Mellencamp. It's not the song I'm going to play, but since it was such a big commercial song, I'm just going to play like a 10-second snippet of our country. And 
And that's our country. It was a big song. He did give it to Chevrolet. The song I want to highlight is another song that references brother, brother, brother. And this is called Someday. At this point, he's not afraid to use others or to utilize their talents. And on this album, he has a band that I saw live in concert in Nashville called Little Big Town. And they are on about eight of the songs on this album. They're on the song I played the snippet of. And I think they really add their presence kind of fills out John and gives him a melodicness. He is now starting to list his albums as being country rock. Little heartland big... rock is what they, he normally call Yeah, it. but he didn't like that term. Heartland rock. He did not he's like... from the heartland. Yeah, I know. He is from the heartland. He even sang about it. He does not like to commit to a genre. So you think Freedom's Road is a very good album. And I think he thinks it is too, because when he compiled his his box set, a four-CD box set in, in 2010, he put nine out of the 11 songs on his box set. So that tells you how much he likes Freedom's Road, which at number five is his biggest album under the, the Mellencamp name. It's a solid album. Paul's fourth Bullet. So the next album, Dave, that exemplifies Mellencamp and why Mellencamp is superior is from the next year, 2008. It's called Life, Death, Love, and Freedom. There's freedom again for you. And this is another label. He just is moving around now. He's on Hear Music label. These songs are true to folk, folk rock, country rock, Americana, alternative country, and what's that word you like, Dave? Heartland yeah, rock. Heartland rock. Boom, 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 boom. His voice is starting to change, Dave. And if for people listening, on by 2008, it is starting to sound, and this is just my thoughts. It's starting to sound like a good version of a Bob Dylan voice. He is aligning himself with people that take him to a new level. And on this album, he aligns himself with T-Bone Burnett, who played and toured with Bob Dylan, hence my reference to Bob Dylan. T-Bone Burnett produced this album, and I think he did a stellar job. The song I am going to play for you, produced by T-Bone Burnett, and obviously written by John Cougar Mellencamp, now known as John Mellencamp, is Troubled Land. Just know the truth is coming to bring peace to the troubled land. I got a pain in my side, but I can travel it on. And you know what I love about Troubled Land, Dave? What do you like about it? It ends before you're ready for it to end. And that's why I played the snippet I played. He's singing, and he could go on, but he chooses not to. He says, oh, I'm done. I'm going to end the song. It just ends mid-thought. It makes me want to hear more. Dave, Rolling Stone called this album one of the best albums of the year of 2008. They called it one of the five best albums. I mean, what does that say about Mellencamp? He is better than ever. Paul's Last Bullet. In 2010, he's with Rounder Records now, and it's called No Better Than This. And what I love about this album is he went around the country recording at historic sites, and he took one microphone and one reel-to-reel recorder, and he would do everything in one take. And he would gather the musicians and the singers around the mic, and they would record the song. Obviously, if they didn't get it right, they'd record it again. But there were no overdubs. There was none of this multi-layer processing or anything. They just recorded it and got what they could get. And by the way, T-Bone Bennett is on this 
album again, too. He's behind the scenes making this happen. John Mellencamp goes around the country. He goes to Sun Studios. He goes to some churches, famous churches. And he tried to go where Robert Johnson recorded in Texas. Everybody knows who Robert Johnson is, right? The, the old blues man. Yeah, the old blues man who died, like, what, in the late 30s? But then became famous for all the people who admired his music. And He's considered to be the grandfather of rock and roll. There you go. He wanted to record at the studio where Robert Johnson In San recorded. Antonio? Yeah, but the owner of the building would not let him. So of all the places he could record, one place that he could not was where Robert Johnson had recorded. Right, so he did record it in a hotel room. It wasn't the same hotel room. Right. And he recorded it singing into the corner because that's the way Robert Johnson allegedly had sung his first couple songs. Rolling Stone called this album one of the 12th best of 2010. And keep in mind, people, this music on this album is all done with no overdubs and just one microphone. So you gotta give them a little bit of room. It's not gonna sound all polished and pristine that you're used to. But here's Save Some Time to Dream. I think it's a great song. save some time to dream. They had one microphone and five people crowded around the one microphone. You can never do that album today in the age of COVID. No, you couldn't. I just recorded last weekend, Dave. We had to put everybody in separate rooms and once they sang on the mic, we couldn't reuse the mic. That's kind of like when you recorded me on the trumpet, you put me in a separate room. (laughs) Unfortunately, it was the outhouse. Well, Dave, I think I've won. There's just no debating this. I won. Mellencamp is better. But let's go through some of the things we can agree on. First of all, we can agree that one of the things John Cougar Mellencamp will be remembered for, I believe, is Farm Aid. It's been going on for 35 years. It's a nonprofit. We teased the people at the beginning that if they stuck with us, if they listened through your long, long oration to get to my exciting wrap-up, that we would tell them who that fourth member was. This is the four choices, not who's on the board. Right. You choose between Lady Gaga, Dave Matthews. Ben Folds. Ben Folds. Or Bruce Springsteen. Or Bruce Springsteen. Uh, And we'll recap that there are three people already on the board. That's John Mellencamp, Neil Young, Willie Nelson. So, Dave, who's the fourth? I mean, if I was guessing, I would say the fourth is probably Lady Gaga. I would think it would be somebody who's actually played at Farm Aid. I don't think Lady Gaga's ever played at Farm Aid, has she? So you're saying it's not Lady Gaga. Now, could it be Ben Folds? I mean, we think Ben Folds is great, and he collaborates with a lot of people. I don't think he... Has he played at Farm Aid? I don't think so. Okay, who's the other choices? Bruce Springsteen or Dave Matthews. Considering when John Cougar first came out, they were calling him like a weak version of Bruce Springsteen. That wouldn't really work. Yeah, that would be tough. So I want to say Dave Matthews. From Charlottesville, Virginia. Seville, right? Seville, yes. Dave Matthews is the fourth member of the Farm Aid board. Dave, what's the best album by John Cougar Mellencamp? Scarecrow. Scarecrow. I'm going to say Scarecrow too. It was an album that I loved and I loved the song Scarecrow. I think that rests my case then. If you're picking a John Cougar album as your favorite album, that means I won because you're admitting that that the 14 albums that came under the Mellencamp name only, without the Cougar in the name, you're saying that Scarecrow is the best album. Now, Small Town is my favorite, uh, all-time favorite John Cougar song. I was born in a small town. We both have the same favorite album, but you don't want me to choose the same song as you. Right. I'd like you to pick one of the other four singles. Oh, you can pick any song. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with Brothers as my all-time favorite song. Brothers, 
Oh, that's right. You don't have to do it off the same nah, album. I got nah. you. I got you. So my favorite album is Scarecrow. My favorite song is Brothers. And it's just because I like it when people write about their brother. And that's off of Dance Naked. And if you do Dance Naked, please wear your mask. <laughs> yes. And the last thing we need to address on this episode is whether or not John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, and or John Mellencamp has ever jumped the shark. Dave and I have discussed this, and Dave, I believe you and I are in agreement that John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, and John Mellencamp have not jumped the shark. If anything, I believe that Johnny Cougar coming out of the gate when he was managed by Tony DeFries was sent down the wrong direction and he had to spend his effort and time to reclaim his authenticity and that's what he has been doing over the past 45, 46 years. He has been reclaiming his authenticity. I think he is one of our all-time great singer, songwriter, musician, performers. Just playing and uh, trying to uh, learn how to write songs. You know, I've been I've made five albums and I'm just now learning how to write a song that has a melody and has a has a, a beat you can dance to. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you just want to tell us what you think or give us some comments, send them to us and we'll try to get them in. Would you like to give that Gmail or email address? DerringerDiscoveries at gmail.com. That's DerringerDiscoveries spelled as one word at gmail.com. This is Paul Derringer. And this is Dave Derringer. We are the Derringer Brothers, and we thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. Discoveries. I walk, I walk, I walk this path with you. I walk, I walk, I walk this path with you. Today's special closing music is called Brother. It was written and performed by Ho Jo Fro. That's three words, H-O-J-O-F-R-O. And Ho Jo Fro also wrote and performed the Derringer Discovery podcast theme song, Your Sister's Room. In your sister's room. If you're curious, you can listen to the entire songs of Brother and Your Sister's Room on Spotify or your favorite digital platform. Both songs are available under the name Ho Jo Fro. Check it out.